Past his heart and Dominic Steele. And in a moment, we'll talk to the Anglican Dean of Sydney, Kanishka Rafael. He's also a member of the GAFCON Australia Board. Now, coming up over the next couple of weeks on The Pastor's Heart, we're talking actually next week with the Archbishop of Sydney, uh, Dr. Glenn Davies, uh, talking to him about public Christianity, issues of abortion, religious freedom, uh, and how he's been speaking and leading into that space. Uh, also coming up over the next couple of weeks on The Pastor's Heart, we have with us as a guest uh, the principal, or former principal, of Ridley College, Dr Peter Adam. Uh, Randy Pope is going to be here. He's stepping down as the senior pastor of Perimeter Church in the United States of America, mega church in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Gary Hogue is going to be with us uh, talking Christ-centred pursuit of Kingdom Outcomes and Peter Mayrick on how to do the whole practice of welcoming in church really well. Uh, we would love your support on The Pastor's Heart. You can go to bit.ly slash the pastor's Patreon and set up a monthly donation. It's a listener or viewer supported program, this one, and uh, we really would appreciate you getting behind us. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the audio podcast and you're on an Apple device, just type into Safari a bit.ly slash the pastor's Apple. If you're on an Android device, you could type in bit.ly slash the pastor's Android. Uh, and to subscribe on YouTube, it's bit.ly slash the pastor's YouTube. Now, Kanishka Rafael, the Dean of Sydney, thanks so much for coming in, mate. Good to be with you, Dominic. Um, Kanishka, um, let's jump straight in. Um, what is apostasy? Uh, well, uh, apostasy, I think, is the uh, rejection of a uh, religious belief or principle or doctrine. Um, we've had some famous uh, apostatizing recently of uh, uh, evangelical leaders who've uh, come out and kind of renounced the faith. Um, but I think uh, we're here to talk about the fact that uh, it appears that um, the Synod of the Diocese of Wangaratta uh, has uh, uh, moved away from a clear biblical understanding of the doctrine of marriage uh, in seeking to provide for the blessing of same-sex marriages. Now, a couple of, a little while ago, at the last General Synod of the Anglican Church of Australia, you moved a motion yes. on the question of marriage that was supported by the National Synod. That's and right. the motion noted with regret, I'm just going to read it here, that the Scottish sure. Episcopal Church has amended their canon on marriage to change the definition that marriage is between a man and a woman mm. by adding a new section that allows clergy to solemnise marriage between same-sex couples as well as couples of the opposite sex, mm. notes with regret that this step is contrary to the doctrine of our church and the teaching of Christ, that in marriage a man will leave his father and mother, be united to his wife, the two become one flesh, expresses our support for those Anglicans who've left or will need to leave the Scottish Episcopal Church because of its redefinition of marriage and prays that the Scottish Episcopal Church will return to the doctrine of Christ yes. in the area of marriage. Now, it seemed to me that the National Church of Australia was saying that the Scottish Episcopal Church had apostatised at that moment. Uh, yes, absolutely, that's correct. And uh, the General Synod, um, as the motion says, regretfully... Uh, noted that this had taken place. I mean, there had been many kind of discussions prior to that um, happening, uh, but uh, it went through the Scottish uh, Assembly, and um, so it was important, I think, uh, for the General Synod of the Anglican Church of Australia to say this is, um, this is a rejection of the doctrine of Christ. This is a serious issue. It puts people's eternal salvation uh, at uh, stake, 
um, and we cannot love our Scottish brothers and sisters uh, unless we call them to repentance at this point because they have imperiled themselves and others. So they'd made in Scotland a clear thought through decision to walk away from the teaching of Christ yes. and the National Church of Australia said we're really distressed about this. Yes, we it's did a that. serious matter. Yes, yeah. we did that. And in part we did that because our own structures put us in communion with other Anglican churches around the world. Uh, as long as um, that uh, fellowship, that communion, uh, is based on the authority and teaching uh, of Scripture, the authority of Scripture and the doctrine of Scripture, uh, the doctrine of Christ. And so we're part of that Anglican family uh, moves away from that, apostasy is the word, um, we need to call them back to it because it has jeopardised our, it has compromised our fellowship. Mm. Now, what is different between what's happened in Wangaratta over yeah. the last fortnight and what's happened in Scotland? Yes, thank you. Well, there is a difference. There's an important difference, um, which is that uh, it wouldn't be possible for a an Australian diocesan synod to change the doctrine of marriage. They couldn't mm -hmm. do that on their own in any case. Um, if that God forbid, would it happen? It would have to happen at the national level. Um, uh, what they have done is promoted a liturgy for blessing uh, marriages under the Marriage Act. Um, and since the marriage plebiscite in 2017, the Marriage Act, the Commonwealth legislation that regulates marriage has been changed, so people of the same sex can marry under the Marriage Act. Uh, but they can't marry in church because that would be contrary to our doctrine. So what Wangaratta has done is said, we are not going to marry them, we're not going to change the doctrine of marriage, we want to bless those who have married under that act. We want to have a service of blessing uh, for those who have got married outside the church to come in and to be blessed inside the church, to receive God's blessing, uh, approval, um, uh, support <laughs> for, their, for that relationship. Um, so they're not changing the doctrine of marriage but they are seeking to bless something which God does not bless. They're seeking to say something is blessed that God actually calls sin. Correct. Correct. A different religion? Uh, well, it's certainly not the religion of Christ. Uh, and this, this, this situation, I mean, it's 2019 now, this situation of Anglican synods uh, promoting blessings for marriages between people of the same sex. That happened at New Westminster Diocese in Canada in 2002. So there's an exact precedent of what's happened in Wangaratta. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I haven't seen the sort of liturgy as yeah, such, yeah. but the, the, the principle is exactly the same. Now, New Westminster, Canada? New Westminster, Canada, and at, when that happened, 2002, uh, 11, I think it was 11 parishes, left the synod. Uh, because they recognised that at that point their synod had apostatized. Mm -hmm. They had broken fellowship. They had now rejected the doctrine of Christ and so they had broken fellowship and they expressed that brokenness by, by moving out, by leaving the synod. And in fact... So did they actually walk out of the room? They physically walked out. out of the room. They physically walked out and then, of course, there was a very long and painful process of uh, withdrawing from the diocese um, involving all kinds of litigation and various other things. Uh, but that was the decisive moment because that was the moment of apostasy, actually. And um, this, this uh, decision which has been taken in Wangaratta uh, 
it's a small synod of 67 or so people. 18 people voted against this. Mm-hmm. 18, now, I don't know why they voted against it. They may have had a range of reasons. Uh, but uh, I'm certainly <laughs> uh, willing to believe that they voted against it because they recognised it was out of step with the doctrines of our church, out of step with the national church and our own conversation on this subject, uh, and out of step with the Lord. Mm. In Canada, we've seen those churches that walked out of that synod Mm. essentially start up a new diocese, a new Anglican church expression in Canada. Yes, that's correct. In America, we've seen a new Anglican church expression. That's right. There. In New Zealand, under the leadership of JB, and we're seeing at the moment... That's right. um, What's going to happen here? Uh, Well, so in effect, as you say, there are now two Anglican jurisdictions in Canada, in the United States, in Brazil, Mm. in Scotland, in South Africa, there has been for a long time, Mm. uh, and following New Zealand's decision to change their doctrine of marriage uh, um, last year, uh, to, uh, uh, to permit same-sex marriages in their church. I mean, in a very uh, kind of um, uh, um, ineffective way, mm-hmm. they claim not to be changing the doctrine of marriage but allowing them anyway. Mm. Uh, so that, that's their situation. Nevertheless, uh, now in New Zealand there will be two Anglican churches, churches. as well. Uh, and so, um, as you said, I'm a member of the uh, board of GAFCON Australia. And you had a meeting on Thursday. Yes, yeah. we did. We had a long scheduled meeting um, uh, on Thursday. So um, this, as it happens, uh, was part of our conversation, of course. But we, GAFCON exists to promote the gospel through the Anglican Church throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, part of that in our current context is that we uh, seek to recognise and affirm biblically faithful Anglicans... Uh, who are marginalised or isolated by dioceses and bishops who take decisions contrary to Anglican doctrine. Mm -hmm. And so um, that has resulted in the formation of the uh, extra-provincial diocese in New Zealand. Mm. Uh, And so we'll actually see a number of the GAFCON leaders supporting the the consecration of Bishop Jabian, Bishop-elect Jabian, in a couple of weeks' time. Correct, in October, that's right. Uh, Now... um, Uh, GAFCON certainly uh, wants to say to Australian Anglicans um, who are put in this kind of position, uh, by all means, reach out to us. We want to recognise you, we want to affirm you, uh, and uh, we want to maintain a faithful Anglican witness in every place uh, in Australia. And if dioceses are going to go down some other track, we want to make sure there's a faithful Anglican witness in those places. So there's, there's really two conversations to be had, I'm imagining, what happens um, bishop to bishop, if you like, relationally, and yeah. diocese to diocese relationally? I mean, a number of my bishop friends have said to me the most stressful week of their year mm. is the National Bishops' Conference, yeah, sure. when, when actually it comes... They can kind of pretend it's not the case for most of the year, but actually when they're in the same room, they have to realise actually we do have two different religions here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but... And so we, we've, we've got to work out how do we do a general synod in future with integrity? How can we pray together when we have different faiths, when one person calls this sin, when one person doesn't call this sin? Well, um, uh, I mean, at the moment, you know, I'd be saying uh, to uh, uh, the Bishop of Wangaratta and to the uh, synod and diocese, 
uh, you know, return to the Lord. Repent. Repent yeah. of this decision. Um, withdraw it. It can be withdrawn. Yeah. Uh, um, whatever the processes formally might be, this decision can be made to withdraw that. And I'd urge them to do it. Um, uh, I think uh, it's grievous. You know, it's very grievous um, that uh, uh, our church should be in this situation. And, um, you know, I want to say that in your church, in my church, um, Sunday by Sunday, in all of these, in all of our churches, uh, there are same-sex attracted or gay mm-hmm. people who are living uh, in a biblically faithful way, maintaining chaste relationships, finding in Jesus uh, full satisfaction, mm. uh, membership, belonging, welcome, and acceptance in the community of Christ, where where we are all sexually broken mm. uh, people being healed by Jesus. And uh, to take this step in a way which simply mirrors our culture, which just mirrors the wider culture, um, it really dishonours what the Book of Common Prayer calls the uh, holy estates of marriage and singleness. Mm-hmm. There's no inferiority <laughs> from mm. one estate to another. Um, and uh, there are, of course, people who've never married, widows, divorced people, same-sex attracted uh, people um, in our churches living in a way that is consistent with Jesus' teaching that marriage is between a man and a woman uh, and singleness is a holy estate. In fact, the New Testament says uh, perhaps even uh, you know, a higher way of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so when these kinds of steps are taken... Uh, it is a pastoral failure. It is a failure mm. of pastoral ministry. It is a failure of love, as well as being a failure of doctrine and polity. Uh, it, it fails to care for people um, for whom Jesus died and for whom Jesus is more than enough. Mm. He's more than enough for all of us. And uh, so it's very grievous that this should have happened. We talked a moment ago about that, if you like, bishop-to-bishop, diocese-to-diocese mm. relationship. Um, but I think you were pushing in the direction of caring for the faithful Anglicans yes. in the district of Wangaratta. How, so. how does that happen? Is it going to mean new Anglican churches in those those areas? Well, look, it really it, it, it remains to be seen. Um, and uh, uh, But certainly around the world where faithful Anglicans have found that they must withdraw from the existing structures, GAFCON has been pleased to say, we recognise you, you're part of our family, we're not letting you go just because your diocese or bishop has let you down. Uh, We'll gather you up, we'll uh, sustain your ministry, we'll encourage you in it. Um, and, uh, uh, And so it does seem to me that it's likely that this is going to happen in Australia at some point. So we might see a church from within the Wangaratta Diocese who doesn't want to be part of the apostate group um, ask to become part of another diocese. Well, yes, I mean, I don't know Wangaratta at all, and, um, but uh, absolutely, in theory, that is exactly right. Or we might see members... It might be at another leave. diocese. It, it depend, um, as you know, I think the, uh, this whole matter has now been referred to the Anglican Appellate Tribunal. You know, just uh, for, oh, I know that, but some people listening, yes. watching won't know that. Do you sure. want to just explain what that is? Yeah, so yeah. The, uh, the primate, who is the sort of presiding bishop of the national um, uh, denomination, 
um, has uh, referred a question to an Anglican body uh, comprised of bishops and judges to ask the question, is this decision of the Wangaratta Diocese uh, Synod, is it uh, consistent with the fundamental declarations and the ruling principles of our constitution? That is, uh, is it consistent with the creeds, with the scriptures, uh, with the doctrine and faith of the Book of Common Prayer and the 39 Articles? Um, and, uh, you know, so does it kind of comply with Anglican law? Now, you're a lawyer. How long, <laughs> how long will it take to, uh, <laughs> for them to make their decision? I mean, because actually it matters how quickly this decision comes. Yes, I don't think it'll may, be made quickly. Um, uh, I, th I have no idea how long it will take, but I would think it would take some time. A lot hangs on it. What hangs on it? Yes, I think a lot does hang on it because... Um, it's either going to go one way or the other, isn't it? Well, that's right, yes. So, so, so let's play it out. Mm. Say they say Wangaratta has erred. Yes. Wangaratta is apostate. Yeah. Um, what happens then? Uh, well, um, what I hope would happen is that they would simply withdraw that legislation, that they would uh, um, desist from proceeding in this way. Uh, and say, well, um, we've done the wrong thing. Uh, we need to. Uh, uh, we need to. We're either going to be on our own, yeah, because others aren't going to follow us, yep, and we need to repent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens if they go the other way? Uh, well, if they go the other way, then so they say sin is blessed. If the if the appellate tribunal of the church says that sin is blessed by God. <laughs> well, they haven't been asked that question. They've been asked the question, is it consistent with our constitution? Um, uh, if they were to decide that that was the case, that would give permission to other dioceses to proceed in the same way. And our consciences are bound by scripture, not by the constitution. The Anglican Church. Uh, the our own articles say that the councils of the church can err when they are not governed by the word and spirit. So um, if it were to be the case that uh, this was endorsed, that would give uh, permission to other dioceses to proceed in that way. And I would expect in that case that there would be many clergy, uh, laity and parishes who would say, well, this isn't uh, the gospel that I believe in. This isn't the Lord um, I know. Uh, and we need another way of being Anglican, mm. another structure. Another structure. Mm. So if the appellate tribunal does not rebuke Wangaratta, yeah. then it's going to get very, very, very messy. I would think so, yes. I would think so. Okay. General Synod next year. Yeah. Um, uh, last time General Synod met, it met uh, to consider a series of motions and proposals and ordinances and have formal debates and discussions, and somehow it's just been turned next year's oh. one into a chinwag. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah. An informal chinwag. Um, uh, it doesn't seem the time for a chinwag. It seems the time for clear leadership. Yeah. Do you want to comment on, I mean, I called it a chinwag, but what's, what is it actually? Yeah, sure. And, so yeah. what has been decided, uh, and I must say I was very disappointed uh, with this decision. Uh, I'm a member of the General Synod Standing Committee, 
um, and uh, a very disappointing outcome, I think. Uh, um, what is going to happen is that there will be a short special session of the General Synod, which will allow us to pass <coughs> excuse me, uh, very important child protection legislation on which we've all agreed, uh, and that does need to take place, so we're going to meet for that purpose. But then uh, it's been decided that um, uh, after a two-day special session, there'll be uh, presumably a three- or four-day conference, uh, which will be to discuss issues of human sexuality and marriage, especially um, with the General Synod Doctrine Commission having produced a book of essays, uh, 10 or 12 essays, uh, from uh, uh, contrary perspectives, I suppose, mm. um, on this subject. And uh, now the shape of that conference has not yet been decided, um, uh, but it won't be uh, a forum in which we... I don't think it'll be a forum in which we're able to speak about what's happened in Wangaratta. Um, <clears throat> which seems extraordinarily frustrating, that you get everybody in the room yeah. and don't talk about the key issue that is going to split the church. Uh, yes, I think it's a I think it's a terribly wasted opportunity, um, and I think that whole conversation actually uh, has been um, undermined by this precipitate action of Wangaratta. They have really. It's quite clear. The general synod, uh, Bishop Parks himself said, the doctrine of the church is that marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, he doesn't uh, uh, um, resile from that, and yet he's supported this legislation. Uh, to offer a, a, a blessing to um, married couples of the same sex. Um, and uh, this has really undermined the integrity of any conversation that is going to, that, that is going to take place later um, because, uh, because we've had one diocese take off on its own um, and uh, uh, the fact, in fact the, uh, the primate has in fact asked them not to use it They've passed it. He said, please don't use it until... Don't use this uh, liturgy. Uh, don't conduct any of these blessings um, until after the appellate tribunal has ruled, which I don't know, that could be before but it does or after seem as though It does seem, though, as, Park, as though Bishop Parks is going to ignore that request from the primate. Well, there is a very well-publicised uh, event uh, which is supposed to take place next Saturday um, at which Bishop Parks has said he'll be present. Um, and this uh, liturgy of blessing is to be utilised. So uh, they've certainly announced that this is going to happen. And that they're going um, to ignore the primates. Well, I don't know if that came before or after the primates' request, so they've certainly got the request now. I'm hoping that they'll... Um, Repent. Yeah, and mm. uh, accede to his uh, request. What would leadership from the primate look like at this point? <laughs> well, uh, he's done what he's formally able to do, which is to refer it to the appellate tribunal... Uh, the primate, because of our national structures and the way they operate, uh, he has limited authority. Uh, he can't sort of sack anybody or, uh, uh, you know, do anything like that. Um, he has a, an influential role. I hope he's having private conversations um, with, uh, with Bishop Parks, and, uh, who's actually on leave. Uh, so the Vicar General, who's in charge there, I hope he's having personal conversations with him. And, um, uh, and certainly in a formal sense, he's... Uh, made this request not to go ahead. He's announced a bishop's meeting in November and he's referred the question to the appellate tribunal. Um, and uh, uh, I hope that behind the scenes he's doing everything he can to ensure that this doesn't proceed. It will be very calamitous if it does. On Saturday? 
Uh, well, on Saturday and in general, I think. If the, yeah. 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 This was the moment, as I said before, you know, this was the moment in New Westminster um, where, uh, in a sense, the, everything that has unfolded since then, um, the creation of GAFCON itself, as we, GAFCON really came into being to gather up and support and affirm people like those 11 parishes that walked out of the New Westminster Synod in 2002 because they, they were completely cut off and isolated mm. from the Anglican uh, fellowship globally, but there was absolutely no reason why they should have been. They were holding to orthodox doctrine, uh, to the teaching of the Bible uh, on this vital matter. And so there was absolutely no reason for them somehow to become isolated and estranged when they were the ones who were remaining faithful to the Lord. So Bishop Parks will go down as the one who split the Australian church? <laughs> I hope not. I hope there's repentance. Kanishka Rafael, thanks for coming to talk to us. Thanks, Tom. My guest on The Pastor's Heart has been the Anglican Dean of Sydney and member of the uh, GAFCON board, Kanishka Rafael. And uh, next week, we're talking public Christianity uh, with the Archbishop from Sydney, Dr Glenn Davies. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.